0: Hey everyone! You're listening to the Movie Awful podcast with me, Carl, and my good friend. It's me, Mac. <laughs> me, Mac. Me, Mac. Just I'm not even Mac anymore. It's me, Mac. <laughs> me, Mac. Sorry, fucking Klingon language. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you're looking beautiful today, but where's your beard? Oh, I had to shave it off, man. Huh. Uh, just had uh, too many lice in it, mate. Yeah, they are a pain in your ass. You start like getting crabs in your fucking beard and stuff. You do yeah. have to fucking keep that trim. Like, you have yeah, to keep that, that thin. It,
1: uh, it was getting too itchy, man. It was just, uh, but especially with a moustache. Every time I'd uh, go to have food, I'd just be chewing a mouth full of pubes. It was just a face yeah. pubes. It was
0: just <laughs> like getting was too annoying. Literally growing pubic hair from your top lip.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare medical condition. <laughs> you've got like ball sack skin around your face
1: <laughs> well that's what was um gonna happen if i didn't shave i would have literally grown two ball sacks <laughs> and eventually a wang <laughs> oh, that would be even more awkward when i start eating there not only would I get pubes in my mouth i'd be getting full-on wang and balls in my mouth it as well be like
0: getting the thickest spaghetti in your mouth forever like that's it so yeah <laughs> it had to go off mate <laughs> it all makes sense yeah makes sense. so i mean the the first show, man, it was a, a phenomenal ph- phenomenon, like the hit. You know, everyone was well into that show, the first one that we did. Everyone was fucking loving it. Um, actually, on YouTube, we got 30 hits on that. We got 30 plays. 30 hits. That's, yeah. that's impressive. Whether the people actually watched the entire thing, I don't know. Well, I watched but, it 29 times on YouTube. So I've got to be honest, I watched it once. <laughs> so, there we go. There we go. We Just are fucking huge. We are huge. Right. So um, big thanks to everyone that did give our first show a, a bit of a chance. Uh, me and Mac have never done anything like this before, and we intend on making it worse and worse as time goes on. Just like today, we've decided to drink lots of alcohol. So today's show then, we've got a little bit of chat from me and Mac, see what we've been up to over the past week or a couple of weeks since we did the last show. I'm going to talk a little bit about Chopping Mall. That was the film that Mac picked for me. Um, Mac's going to talk about Hostel, which is the film that I picked for him. We've got The Awful Question, which will be, um, well, it'll be two questions. Mac's going to ask me a question, which is for around Chopping Mall. I'm going to ask Mac a question about Hostel. And there's a penalty if you get that question wrong. Spoiler alert. It involves a very hot sauce so following on from that then we will be picking the next film for each other to watch um so we'll see which one we're going to be watching ready for the next show then we'll be debuting awful royale where we put pick a random film anyway Mark, what have you been up to mate oh, it's been a, a bit of a, an eventful week actually did an all-night movie theatre, um,
1: Gorefond it was called, which okay. was six Arrow films from about half nine in the evening until about uh, half seven and four in the morning. And what were the films, uh, man? Any good ones? No, it was shit. I got oh, All, all the go. previous uh, Arrow ones, because this is the third one they've done, and no, no. the previous 2 all one-nighters so have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, we did actually almost get thrown out of the first uh, Arrow uh, movie fun as well. Okay. for Trying to kidnap uh customers from the other screen upstairs in the cinema and bring them down into the, the one downstairs. <laughs> uh they found upon that, we didn't like that. so we almost got thrown out for that. Um but we were well behaved other than that. It's just that one kidnapping moment. Other than that, yeah. we were we were great, you know? But uh, it's a shame. Uh the first two Arrow uh, all night movie fonts, you had films like Burning and mm. Deep some real good crowd using films. Yeah. This one is just too obscure. Um, I think the, the only films which I'd heard of before was Rawhead Rex, which... I'm a fan of Clive Barker, but I'm not a fan yeah. of that at all. Um, the other one then was um, Contamination. Ah, which, that's an old classic, that, yeah. But it's just... The aliens are shit in it. They're just... Uh, For anyone who hasn't seen it, they're just pods, which look like giant ball sacks, and mm. that's the aliens. And... I-
0: They've got I mean, they their arms and legs. Just walk out of the way. And you're fine. Isn't it? like It's it's famous because it's like, well, just, you know, like our, the title to our podcast. It's just a load of awful being launched all over the place all the way through the film. That's pretty much what I've heard. I, I've never actually seen it, but I've heard that it's fucking classic in gore and chunks and stuff. It's, when special mm-hmm. effects, gives do well and they just play it to
1: death, like exploding mm-hmm. guts and they play out to hell. It right. was um, one of the Vigil Nasties originally on the original Vigil Nasty yeah. list, and it just shows what a bullshit list some of that was when the Vig- <laughs> the Vigil Nasties. Because it's a fifteen certificate now. Really? Yeah, yeah, generally. Oh. And it's it's not a, it's great. It's got a great soundtrack, Goblin to the soundtrack, which uh, I think uh, cool. it's always worth checking out a film just for the Goblin soundtrack. Yeah, but, yeah, it's not a great film. It's got its moments, but it's not brilliant. Um,
0: yeah. And then.
1: On the Sunday, then we did Comic Con, uh, London Film Comic Con. I got to meet uh, the Cameron Holocaust uh, director, Rigoro Giodato, which was pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. But um, it's going back to last week's. Sorry, Carl. Did he try eating you? No, no, not at all. He was uh, going back to last week's podcast when we were saying about um, Tony the Pimp. Mm. Like when he uh, comes across and he's got this uh, really strong Italian accent. Ironically, Diodato's got a really strong pimp accent. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> nah, he was very quiet. He was, uh, I think, I'm not sure it was a language barrier, but he was very shy, very quiet kind of guy. Yeah. It was cool, though.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I'd say he was probably looking around all of the people that were there and probably was seeing them, like in the cartoon where they look like walking hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> and stuff. And so. He is going to be a bit uncomfortable talking to something that's potentially food for him. So yeah,
1: the trouble is, I'm so fucking hairy. I I'll probably just bit him off straight away.
0: Yeah, I reckon he could pluck you pretty quick.
1: Oh, I'd be a long time plucking you, man. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot to pluck there.
0: <laughs> like fucking Sasquatch, mate. Nice,
1: nice. Yeah, so it was,
0: it was quite a cool uh, week, really. Quite a bad What yeah. nice. right, yourself, man? we you up to much? Um, pretty much just pumped in a lot of films this week. Couple of, couple of, well, what was it? About five or six films. So, I watched. I went and watched the old classic Dolls because oh, my daughter, my daughter is really into horror films now. So she wanted to watch Dolls. So we watched that together, which she really enjoyed. Brilliant, brilliant film. We followed that up with Dead Silence and just ruined the whole doll horror genre for her. Then oh, is, is
1: that ventriloquist
0: doll one? Yeah,
1: mid two thousands maybe.
0: Yeah, it was, a, it was a couple of years ago. It was it was riding off the back of the Saw movie, so I think a couple of people from Saw were behind it. Um, it was a bit of a mainstream sort of film attempt. I was I was looking at some stuff online, and apparently, I, I think his name's James Wan or something like that. Oh, okay, yeah. He, uh, he he wasn't impressed. He wasn't pleased that he was sort of backed into this corner, but um, went with it anyway. It's an okay film. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like the end of it just, it really doesn't make any sense. Lila, uh, my daughter, thought it was good fun. Um, I actually recorded a couple of little bits of um, Lila's thoughts on the film, which will stick into the podcast, that possibly at this point here, we could just slot them in. So, what did you think? Yes, yes. What was your favorite bit?
1: Mr. Punch, putting the weird dances and stuff, messing around.
0: And um, what about your favourite death?
1: Um there wasn't really a death, but the one the one of the hitchhikers that went
0: to go and steal. When she got a head smashed into the wall? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's no, it's it's a good film. What would you give it out of ten? Eight. Eight? Yeah. That's that's quite a high score. Cool. Okay. Well, any other final words you want to say about that? I like the film. Awesome. There we go. We have it. Official. Best film ever made. (laughs) Right. That'll do. That'll do, pig. So there we go. we finished Dead Silence. The film is finished. Lila watched it. Lila. What did you think of Dead Silence? I
1: like it, yeah.
0: Which do you prefer, dolls or Dead Silence? Dolls. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the end of Dead Silence?
1: I did like it. It was so abrupt. It was like, oh.
0: And anything that you would improve if you were to make this film?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: When the theatre was burning, the effects yeah they looked shit they looked really shit um but the rest of the film mm. what okay. was your what was your most favorite death in the whole film
1: mm.
0: was it the one where a person had their face cut and their tongue gone
1: every single death
0: every death Yep. Yeah. oh out of 10 how many points would you give it mm. six six okay Well, that's the official score. Thanks, Lila. Okay. (laughs) Then, not so much the horror genre, I watched Fisherman's Friends. Oh, God, that looks uh, interesting. It (laughs) looks like such a generic British movie, and not in a good way. (laughs) It was good. Um, It did the job. It was one of those films you just put on... Stick it in the background. Um, it's got that nice Sunday afternoon feel. Um, somebody dies in it, so that's good. Okay. Does yeah. it go all... I know what you did last summer. It gets, it gets a little bit weird. So one of the older guys in it, he's he's doing a little song. <laughs> he grabs hold of the microphone. He gets electrocuted and goes fucking flying across, like, in front of all of these people that are watching the show. And then one of the other guys, this, one of the members of the Fisherman Friends, just crouches over him and just starts peeing on his face. I was like, <laughs> I really didn't expect that. It
1: seems um, like
0: that. But again, we go back to the adult section of VHS again now. So yeah, that's it. I was, but I was, I was really surprised. So he's he's sort of spluttering there, half conscious, with somebody that should really be one of his friends, just peeing all over his face, and he's just like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And then all the, well, that's to be honest, man, I was shocked because then the rest of the band just bugger him. Yeah, well, I've got to be honest, Carl, if we're ever
1: in that situation in life and I'm getting executed, I want you to pee all over me. Maybe well, even a poo as well.
0: Stops. I'll wait until the current stops before I do a pee or a poo on you, because yeah. I, don't, I, I, you know, safety first, man. Yeah, but it's how I want to go, mate. In fact, I insist now how so I want to go. Well, I'm, I'm over in September. We'll try and get that to happen. Too damn right, man. <laughs> we can make that. We'll put this live on a podcast. Maybe we get 40 views. Who knows then? 30 from you, 10 from me. I won't be getting views <laughs> from you? I'll be fucking dead, mate. <laughs> 40 from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much a quiet week. Um, yeah, not much other than that, man. Cool, but um, interesting, just go back to
1: dolls. Um, do you remember we used to do video edits back in the day? Uh-huh. And we used to edit, edit videos together and just make take a piss kind of extended cuts or just random cuts. I remember we did one for the Dolls credits and it was like, um, for anyone who hasn't seen Dolls, fantastic, really good film, but it's a sh- very short film. I think you're probably talking 72 minute runtime, maybe.
0: Yeah, come in, it was an hour and
1: 17 minutes maximum. Yeah. like. And uh, our cut probably went in for about 92 minutes. Yeah. And about 20 minutes of that was just the opening credits. We were just edit <laughs> the credits on loop. Um, yeah, longest regret, night in the world. Yeah, part of me regrets never getting the actual proper video from the video shop and then just doing it onto the actual shop and video
0: just to confuse <laughs> the fuck out of whoever rented it. Out. Extent. Do you know that's one thing I never thought of doing. that we could have done so much oh. shit by just re-editing the first. Anyone ever asks me on my deathbed, just before you start pissing and shitting on me and you've got any <laughs> regrets in life. I'll, I'll be the one thing, just not doing the doors cut and put, put it into a proper video in a video shop. And, and I'll be crying as I wee into your face going, <laughs> me too, man, me too. Because <laughs> it is pretty clear you're going to die before me. It is. Yeah, oh, set so- definitely. Set in stone, like, set in yeah. stone. Right. Let's talk about these films that we watched then. Okay, man. I'm going to... I'll start off with Chopping Mall. So, Mac picked the awesome film Chopping Mall for me, which I'd never, ever seen before. So, I'll just give a quick sort of talk over what the film's actually about. So um, it's, it's set in the future of 1986. <laughs> um, film opens up with uh, like a kind of a robbery situation going on in some shopping mall. And then it just comes at the end within like fucking five minutes. And I was like, oh, that's that's a good short film. Then it turns out it's a fucking ruse. It's a little advert just to showcase these awesome futuristic robots, which um, make... Johnny Five from the awesome film Short Circuit. Look, I don't know. Like, he's a fucking... He can fly into space and do all sorts of shit, man. Like, these three robots, they're going to be put into a shopping mall and they're going to be looking after it, making sure no motherfuckers go stealing anything and just killing people. That's, that's the whole thing for it. So, anyway... We, it's a really random scene at the start where you've got these people uh, are lo- watching the whole showcase and the event going on about the robots and they look really confused and they're dropping all of these really shitty little comments about you know, how crap these robots are and maybe how they should be getting some of the robots to look after their businesses as well before we get into the guts of the movie which is literally a bunch of kids dumped in a fucking shopping mall, they all want to do some fucking and stuff and the robots go around and kill them one by one They need to find a magical fucking computer terminal, which got struck by lightning that very night, which made all the robots go crazy and try and turn it off to stop the robots killing them. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much the gist of the entire fucking film there. But uh, it, it was actually really, really awesome. I'd never seen it before. So the effects in it are great nice proper 1980s style effects soundtrack is fucking brilliant as well really really enjoyed the soundtrack all the way through we've got an exploding head which is great someone gets shot in the fucking head with a laser and their head pops which is great really really cool we've got a guy that lowers himself into a position so that a robot can gingerly pinch his neck and create quite a lot of blood as well which is brilliant We've got um the guy that turns up in all of the um, films by the guy who did gremlins what's his name uh, dick Miller dick Miller and, uh, sorry to put you on a tangent but I think uh if you're not aware uh,
1: dick Miller uh, died I think it was last year and uh just you know I just want to say to dick you know you've got a bit stiff now dick you know I just hope you ha uh, because he was Joe Dante's favourite Dick, wasn't he? Because he was always in Joe Dante's films. And any chance he could get to put Dick on screen...
0: He, he always, always wanted to that. get Dick on camera. Always wanted to get Dick. Even on, like, kids' films and stuff, he was trying to get Dick. Yeah, because even with Small Soldiers, Dick was there. There's, Dick was you know, there. Boy, and there's quite a lot of Dick in Small Soldiers, I've got to be Dick, honest. There is. He's, he's in a, it. There is a lot of Dick in that yeah. film. In, um, I don't know if you've ever seen
1: Joe Dante's last film, uh, The Hole. No, I um, just yeah, it's great. I really enjoyed that film, but there was only a little bit of dick in that film. It was like a, a short sighted dick, and that was it.
0: Like... Well, to be honest with you, you only wanted to get a bit of dick in that hole. Yeah, you don't just need too much little. dick in a hole. He was just teasing. He was teasing with dick. Yeah, because it's a kid's hole. And you don't want to have too much dick in there, do you? Oh, definitely you just not. just get awkward. You, you want to be keeping that dick away from the hole. Oh, Definitely. That's it. But Dick, he ends up fucking electrocuted. In a really fucking amazing scene, which blew my mind, where he's mopping the floor. One of these kill bots comes along, gently fires what should be a fucking stun dart into Dick. But he misses, hits the floor. Dick gets all cocky and gets electrocuted. And what I loved about this scene is, right, he's laying on the floor after being electrocuted with smoke coming out of his face. And it immediately cuts into a scene with two teenagers in bed going... Smoking's real bad. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the irony, the irony. I, like, I actually had to go back, watch that scene again, because I wanted to see Dick getting electrocuted. Smoke coming out of me. I was like, you fuckers. <laughs> you fuckers. That, that is brilliant. So there was a couple of things which kind of annoyed me in the film, I've got to be honest. With the film that's obviously trying to be almost documentary-like in the future that we're going to have with supermarkets and stuff and these big supermalls. Um, so there's a few things the robots themselves they're very lucky that there's escalators really fucking lucky there's escalators you know they're able to just traverse up and down around this supermarket if the teenagers just turned off the escalators no props but they didn't think about that they just didn't fucking think it through couple of other things no titties I was watching this film and there was no titties Seriously, do you watch
1: a cut version then? Because um, the beautiful Barbara Crampton uh, she was in the animator she's in the uh-huh. last recording films uh, she gets those titties out man Oh what version have I been watching then? She, oh what yeah she gets those titties right out I've seen buttocks I mean like seriously in fact I'm almost sure Barbara Crampton gets those 2nd breasts out I'm a big fan of Barbara Crampton as you'll probably find out in later episodes either very big thing for her. Like, I'm obsessed with her. Well, I, and, uh I, Any chance of her getting her tits out? I'm on there, mate.
0: Yeah, that's I disappointing. Thought, in fact, you
1: probably didn't. It's just, I'm so obsessed with Barbara Crafton's tits, I just picture those tits out all the time I, and I'm just I really... I,
0: I was looking for titties, to be honest. I got distracted by looking for titties in this film and I couldn't actually find any. I seen I seen some nice buttocks. Like I said, they were nice, like, a couple of buttock shots and they... Were they male or female? Just to clarify. I don't care, mate. I they were just buttocks. They were buttocks. They were in a lacy pant. So would I'd be, like to... they uh, buttocks? I wish they were. Yeah? I don't think they were, but I, I wish they were. But yeah, no. So th- there's that. And then... So the whole film then is kind of focused around this kind of geeky guy who spends about 25 minutes, which I must also drop in at this point. This film is also coming in at about 115 minutes. It's a very, you know little film or an hour and 15 minutes i should say hour and 15 minutes the film focuses around this geek guy who's trying to get it on with this girl and he's like you know the main hero and stuff he gets fucking zapped later on smacks his fucking head blood pissing out of his head and then at the very end of the film he's holding a kitchen roll to the back of his head and he's like oh i'm okay now there's no way he's okay the amount of blood that come out of his head he's fucked he's fucked like he's retarded Seriously, I mean, I don't know how he's just what, going around and chatting away to this woman. He's going to die that night. He's going to slip into a gentle stroke, never-ending sleep, and that's how the film should have ended. But no, we get him coming down, kitchen roll to the back of the head. He goes down to his girl. He gives her a little smooch, and everything's fucking great.
1: Because so, I recognised um, the actress as well, because she was uh, the lead in Night of a Comet. I've
0: never ah, seen okay. that one.
1: I remember thinking like and don't mean really mean any disrespect for her. I'm sure she's a lovely lady, but she's she's not a looker, is she to be fair. She's not uh She's, she's not Robert Crampton's
0: level. Well uh, there's, there's a lot of hair there. Yeah, she she has got personality, let's just say that, you know. She hasn't got any friends though. Yeah. She hasn't got any friends. That's that's the uh, the main thing I took away from this film is she's got no friends. Well she's got four less now at the end of this film. Well that's it. I mean some of the some of the deaths I was uh, There's actually a scene where one of the people gets shot with a laser and it ricochets off them. Never explains why. And I don't know whether it's the special effects or if there's a story, which we're not told, where one of the friends is actually a cyborg. (laughs) And at the end, after the credits, they come to life and they kill the geek and this woman. They just kill him. But we'll never know. Cheers.
1: No worries. Okay, down to (laughs) hostel. I'm not a bigger fan of Hostel as you were of Chopinmore. Um <laughs> I, I didn't hate it, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I thought it was just one of the most frustrating films I think i have ever seen. I'll go into all, more of that in uh, more detail in a bit. But uh, to give a background to anyone who hasn't seen it, um, it's made in 2005 or released in 2005, uh, produced by Quentin Tarantino and written and directed by Eli Roth. And um, I did a bit of research into the, the story as well. And much like Cabin Fever was based on a, a true experience with Vili Roth, um, this was based on a story he would heard about some Thai website which offered people money to go and shoot someone in the head. Uh, I think they were dying people or something. But the, whether it's an urban legend or not, most likely is. But that was um, the inspiration to um, Hostel with Vili Roth. And the film was set, in, set in around uh, three friends and this is my main issue straight away with a film: they're just bad ends. They're not, they're not characters you root for. Um, I always find with horror films, and especially films of this genre, you want uh, the characters to survive. You want, or at least you want one of them to survive. You want them to do well. Um, I was watching it, I was just thinking, oh, these guys are knobs. um But then, as I was dwelling on it more, I just thought, actually, they're not nobs I, I'd be exactly that type of person if I was in that situation. Um they go basically to Europe, backpacking around the country. Um it starts in Holland and it's just the whole hedonism of Holland, they're just there watching sex shows, titties everywhere. There's just a lot having of titties. A, great, a lot of titties having a good time. You know, mm-hmm. it's and Eli Roth he can be a good filmmaker. He he knows what he's doing. It's just sometimes I think what's going on in his head doesn't quite match what's going on, on screen. But mm-hmm. in this I like some of the cinematography where when they're in Holland, everything is just so bright and clean. Yeah. And it's like a music video, it's just really polished. Um, but again, you, the characters, you're not really rooting for them. But it's basically the first half hour is just titties and these guys just being lads, basically. Awesome. Um, So it's a bit of a slow start, you know. And this is what I'm going to come back to later with one of my issues with the film. But then they. Um, Meet some guy and he recommends. then, I'm, I always get these two countries confused. Is it Slovakia or Slovenia? Slovakia. Slovakia. I'm so he recommends sure. uh, they go there because uh, the most beautiful women in the world were going to do anything, and like the just they are they go there more through them. Um, it was actually filmed in Prague as well, just on a side note. Mm. Uh, but we go to they make out it's Slovakia, and this is where it does get clever. Like the. Way a shot then, it does look grimy, yeah. it does look grubbier, which is, I think is intentional. Um, there's a few little tidy easter eggs in there as well, like um, the hostel they're staying in, and the, the room they're staying in is Room 237,
0: which I thought ah, was...
1: Yeah, exactly, I, I, yeah. as soon as I saw that room number, oh, that's, that's clever. Awesome. Uh, and there's a couple of like references or homages to other films, like when he's following... One of his friends or what he thinks is his friend's reality is very don't look now sort of Mm. yeah so it's it's not a good and he knows his stuff yeah but he just he just can't put it together sometimes um so i kind of gone on sidetrack then so basically one of her friends they hook up with some gorgeous women at the hostel and one of the friends goes missing uh so they're trying to find him then another friend goes missing he gets drugs he gets drugged at a club by the, the women And then he ends up getting tortured. And to credit to you, I thought this was probably one of the film's most effective scenes, is when he's coming back around, and he's got a hood on him. But you can see it from a point of view of the hood, so it's just like a circle for his eyes. And you see all the tools on the table, and you think, "Fuck, that's quite effective." Yeah. You don't know what's going on. You've just been drugged. You're waking up, and you see that in front of you. I thought that's really effective shot. And it's a a bit of a strange thing, but I always find whistling in films quite sinister, especially horror films. I think it's a shrill, sharp note. So you've got the guy who's going to be doing the torture and he's doing all this shrill whistling. It's quite a sort of jovial tune, but it's got a kind of sinister sound at the same time. And uh, there's a great scene where even I went, ooh, and I'm sure you know which one it is, but it's the one with the foot. When oh he just yeah.
0: clips
1: his ankle yeah uh, that's nice that's a nasty chunky scene yeah. a film
0: for me to make me go ooh out loud Ankles and that it's a bad it's place to be fucking out. around with like but um
1: so he goes missing so then the other friend is trying to find him and uh it's, it's kind of there's gonna be spoilers in this podcast so just deal with it uh-huh. but uh and the other guy then eventually finds him, and then he he escapes, which I'll go into in more detail in a bit. And then it just goes batshit crazy. Then The whole tone yeah. shift. It goes very kind of
0: farcical slapstick. And but I think, think he that, does that on purpose. Yeah, I mean, it's like like Rock does that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it, it goes black comedy about halfway through. Hmm. You know, when that shit happens. I mean, yeah, it
1: was even. It, I think it surpasses black comedy. But it just goes into. Like farcical. And he did the same with Cabin Fever to a point as well. Yeah. yeah. Stuff's in there. And you know, that's, that's his choice, you know, that's up to him, but to me it just kind of, you could have had something really kind of audition-esque but then he, kind of, he chose to go in a different, different direction. Um, but it turns out, I think I watched the director's cut as well, or the, the alternative edits, because the version I watched was when um, the guy, was the sole survivor at the end, um, he ends up taking kidnapping the daughter of um, the businessman who's killed his friend. Yeah,
0: that is
1: that yeah, Yeah, and yeah. it just bugged me as an ending, that one. Um, okay. It's just like, what, what's he going to do with her after? Is he just going to catch her for the rest of his life? Is he going to dump her off somewhere? What's, what's yeah. he doing? Like, You know, how is he? He didn't think that through. It's like, if you steal something from a shop, it's fine. If you is steal anything, from a train station.
0: So in the cut that you watched, does anything happen to, you know, the, the, the main guy that they meet on the train at the start? Yeah. Not, no, uh, all right, okay, yeah, he, he, just, he, the
1: watches other end. The, he watches as the daughter gets taken off, and that's kind of like
0: mm.
1: more of a revenge for him than anything, because you know that's the only thing he loves. And you can tell from that film yeah. that's the only thing he takes pride in is his daughter, and that's been okay. taken. But um, I did read online, and as I was researching it afterwards as well, that in the uh, I think it was the proper cut, the theatrical cut, uh, the, the businessman who's one who kills is it Josh for character? I'm trying to remember yeah, I think so. the characters. Um, he gets his throat slit in a bathroom or something yeah, in a toilet. So, yeah yeah that's cool but my main issue with the film is it's just the pacing of it mm-hmm. like um anything so quick with the cuts or the build-up it's just the tension gets cut too short like if you really drag it out and drag out the scene so instead of going straight into a thing just make it last a minute you know it's happening just make it go longer mm-hmm. the tension would be ranked up so high and yeah I think, he could have trimmed the half-hour intro of just dicking around and tits everywhere. I like tits. I'm on team tits. Uh-huh. Tits all the way. But I don't need half-hour of it in a film. I, You know, he could have really added an extra 10, 15 minutes of just building up tension, and teams, Make it a slow like foreplay almost to the actual uh-huh. thing. Everything happens too quick. Um, that's my own personal opinion. Um, as I say, he's, he's not a daft filmmaker. He knows what he's doing. But I just think he could have made it very audition-esque, very intense. You could have made it a really
0: intense, slow yeah. film. I, I think, um, absolutely. I mean, the way that the film was marketed, even from the poster and stuff, was that it was going to be relentless. And it teases you that it's going to be that. I mean, you're watching it. Yeah, You know, you mentioned about the ankle scene. I mean, for me, that's as graphic as it fucking gets mm-hmm. in that film. The bit with the, uh, the, the Japanese girl with her eye is... It's a fucking joke, like yes. Yeah. It's, it's I mean you watch it and it's a bit. It's like gross out horror, whereas the ankle scene is like oh that's that's fucking nasty, like you and know. And it's I did like because to me that was uh, the most effective scene for me,
1: um, and it's like he's playing mind games with him as well because oh, if you want to escape, just go and leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I'm what's yeah. It's just the whole, over. Now, well, for, for that, it's as much mental as physical, physical torture to the guy, and. If he just carried on in that vein, but just really slowed it down, just mm. really played, just increase the, the sound effects, the sound editing was was really yeah. effective. Yeah. Um. The, the use of light was really good. It's just he could have really played on that. He could have really used that to his advantage and made this, this really like roller coaster where you just like, oh my god, oh my god, and you really yeah. and you would, you would have learned, felt for the characters more. I think if you did that as well, mm-hmm. it was just so quick in, quick in, do that, do that, do that. It's just yeah. lost that tension to me. And, uh, again, more spoiler alerts. it's when, and I can't remember the sole survivor's name, um, but when he's getting about to be done with, with, with a chainsaw and the guy falls and slips on his. Mm. So it's quite a quick scene. Just really yeah. bag that out. And then you don't expect it to happen when it happens. And that's yep. a big payoff. But that's my own personal choice. I mean, I'm not a filmmaker. Um, it's... You know, I'm not to judge, and there are fans of a film out there who, who generally love it. So it's mm-hmm. just one man's opinion.
0: Yeah, right. I um, yeah, I, I mean, I I really don't mind Hostel so much, but I think it's more on the basis of the films that came after. You know, the films that Eli Roth has done after um, Hostel, I see as a bit of light entertainment. I think Hostel came at a time where we were being bombarded with really. Proper graphic stuff like Hills of Eyes, the remake had come out, and things like that. And I think Hostel was kind of like something a little bit lighter during that time, even yeah. though it was sort of marketed as being as graphic and as horrific as all of those films. It was just a little bit more tongue in cheek, you know you talked about cabin fever earlier, like cabin fever. I, I love cabin fever, you know, and I love, you know, the silly absurdness of, you know, the police officer, we end up with a harmonica jammed in his throat and stuff like that. And I think Hostel was the same. And I do agree. That's a bit of a problem with Eli Roth, because you do know that under that surface, somewhere in there is probably one of the most horrific fucking films ever. There's going to be something. And he did the same with fucking green inferno, green inferno, I got like I'd say about 75% of that film and I was thinking Jesus I mean this goes up there with Ferox and Holocaust it was like one of the most graphic fucking cannibal films I've seen and then he just goes and fucks it all up you know it's like he he, kind of pulls that punch at the end and just kind of goes oh I think I'll take a step back here and and I think you're absolutely right with Hostel he does pull that punch he pulls that punch a few times you know yeah I think he's always too scared to go yeah what's in his mind because I think I mentioned it earlier,
1: I think I compared it to Audition, um, like the, the kitty, kitty, kitty scene at the end of mm, Audition. Yeah. It's just cinema perfection. It is.
0: Um,
1: yeah. And even to the point, like, and you can tell he's a fan as well, because Takashi Mike's got the, the cameo in Hostel as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: but the kitty, kitty scene, this is why I was trying to get across earlier, is like the whole build-up. It's about the foreplay, so she's not just going straight in and then going straight through a foot. She, It's the whole kitty, 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 kitty the sound, yeah, it's the, the slowness little... to it. And you're just... On edge, like, yep, and it could have yeah. really done with a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. And I get you know, you need humour in horror, I think they go hand in hand a lot of the time. But just try and get that consistency. And you know, perhaps it might have been a case where you know, and I'm only speculating here, there might have been a case that if you wanted to go it full on, you would never have got the film made for a Western audience. So perhaps you mm-hmm. just thought you might have to put that too much of a humour in there. And I think he just might have gone a bit too bold of a humour. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just speculating there. But uh, I don't
0: know. I, I, th- I, think, I think we're in a much better place for this sort of shit now. Like, I think, you know, he, he could release something that's quite relentless these days and get away with it. But um I think you're right. I think the whole time was actually like a Eli Roth kind of time of films where, you know, people were pushing things to the edge and film classification makes and breaks your film you know it's like how far are you going to push it um i think once you've been told that your films going to be r rated you might as well just go do you know what fuck it here we go let's just fucking get this out there you know like like the saw films i i personally love the saw films um you know your first film is great i think it's cool it's like a, a cheap version of seven you know they really play on the second film they use the second film to test the water and then the third film onwards, they just go, do you know what? Fuck it. We're an 18 rated. We're going to be sick as fuck. And let's go, you know? Yeah. And do you what know, I love about the Saw films? Uh, okay, they're not the best films in the world,
1: but mm. I love the continuity between each one. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like watching a TV series, like a box set. Yeah. It, it just, just melds perfectly from start yeah. to finish together. And the throwbacks even on the... I haven't seen like the, they did a never come back one, didn't they recently? But I didn't see uh, that. One. But um uh, I, I watched final chapter and the fullbacks and the callbacks to the first one with Carly Alwes and stuff yeah. Like. And the, the first saw is, you know, hands down in my opinion, the best. Okay, uh, okay.
0: We've, uh, done quite a long section on this actually. Yeah, we have. We've done a very long oh. session. So let's let's jump in then. Let's do the 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 awful question. Okay. And and you know what, mate. I I could very easily get my question wrong because my memory's like a fucking sieve, but you want to ask the first question? Sure thing, mate. Um, Okay, so in Chopping Mall, how many robots were there? Ah, shit, man. So I remember three. Oh, you motherfucker. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there's a few robots, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So I've I've actually got something that's... Possibly a little bit easier for you here. So okay. So in hostel, there's the but at the at the start, so they're all on their train, you know, mm-hmm. the lads are all on the train. Yeah, yeah. Starting their holiday and everything. And the the creepy guy, he's sitting in the carriage with them. Yeah. And if you can remember, he's got like a little punnet of salad. That's right, because they all go out because he's eating with his hand yeah, Just eating with yeah, his yeah. fingers and he says, you know, it's a really primitive thing. So um how many calories are in the Tesco Crunchy Salad, yesterday? What the fuck? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> questions. Out. How many? How many uh, calories are in oh, the Tesco Crunchy Salad? Oh, fuck, this that. <laughs> I don't know. Prof- I don't even know how calories work. You see the shape of me? I don't know how fucking calories <laughs> work. I'm gonna go eight hundred. Is that a, is that a thing? No, it's it's completely off, mate. Oh. completely off. It's uh, it's actually 62 calories. I'd say that most people would, would have known that, to be honest, man. Shit, I feel quite stupid oh, for fuck. Okay, so, so it uh, looks like uh, penalty. Right. Okay, so this so is going to
1: be like fucking scorpion shit, so uh, I'm going to okay. get this bottle of beer open because I'm probably going to have to yeah. Yeah, have probably a be need
0: bit of a liquid refreshment. Somebody yeah. got it wrong, to be honest, mate. I actually genuinely thought that was an easier question than the uh, number of robots that were in. <laughs> Calories. Optimal. I think calorie motherfucker. <laughs> Here we go. Just getting yourself a, a delicious spoon there, yeah? Uh, no, I'm just getting a pork scratching. Oh, nice. Top that up. Yeah. <sighs> oh. That's good. Fuck oh, fuck's sake. Have you topped it up?
1: Uh, Sorry, can guys. you see the. Where-
0: yeah, I can see a little blob there. So um, like people slag. that are listening, there, uh, Mac has got a delicious pork scratch in, topped up with a rich, rich sauce. Okay, here, you go. here we go. There you go. Have a little taste of that. All right, here scoop, we go. scoop, scoop, scoop. Bottoms up. On the hatch. Have a little taste. How's that? I see a crunching it up there. Um, so far, we're all good. He's enjoying that. Yep, yeah, he's. Nice. No, he's shaking his head. I don't I'm not sure whether he is enjoying it. What's the flavor? (laughs) What's the flavour? Lava? Acid? (laughs) Fuck it out. Spicy? Yeah. (laughs) Why are you crying? I'm not emotional. (laughs) So fucking (laughs) calories. (laughs) So emotional. Jesus fuck. How many calories are in that sauce do you reckon? (laughs) Oh fuck it out. Oh Jesus <laughs> uh, turns on fire man. Nice. Perfect. Right, let's move <laughs> on to no, God, seat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck <laughs> I'll I'll do a little awful royale song whilst you uh, drink that. So we got the awful royale coming up. Awful royale! Awful royale! Pick a fucking oh. film. Mac picks a film, Carl picks a film, they go up against one another. That was Fucking nice. Fucking dying, man. Not like a painful solo. Oh, <laughs> fuck hell. Right. So, Offal Royale. Whilst oh. Mac has got his spicy mouth, I reckon it would be the perfect time <sighs> for him to explain the rules for the Offal Royale. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: oh. Right, so what we're going to do... Is <laughs> I'm gonna use my hair just to wipe my tears. A sec.
0: Try those eyes. Oh.
1: <laughs> fucking sort of calories. Patient. So we're gonna pick a film each. We've um, pre-picked seven films. I'm gonna draw one at random each of our own films. I <clears throat> oh, mean, so we're gonna pick one film out <laughs> each.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Uh, and we're what just do? gonna pitch it uh, to you, the listeners as to why this is the best fucking film ever. Right. It might not even be the best film ever, but no. we're
0: pitching it like it is. And I reckon we should limit the amount of time we've got for pitching the film.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll um, probably work it out on
0: there. Uh, we yeah, we'll work it out. Yeah, we just wing right. it. Oh, my. mate. Um, so,
1: uh, um, and it's down to you, the listeners, then, on our social media page on Facebook. We'll have these two films up for a limited time and we'll create a poll and based purely on our pitch not the, how you think the film is just <laughs> on our pitch alone you will uh, be voting on which film you think wins just by uh, clicking out on the poll and the one with the most wins uh, or most votes by the time of the next podcast is declared the winner and we'll be do, doing seven of these throughout the, the series <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm fucking dying man your face looks so juicy oh Jesus I think even my tears are popping <laughs> and uh, come the end of a series uh, whoever wins gets a trophy made up whoever loses gets another forfeit They're probably you <laughs> even you worse than a fucking chilly one who knows <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking no calories involved on that fucker
0: <laughs> okay so uh, Carl you gonna pick up yours first do you wanna pick your first film okay so I've got my films in a pair of my boxer shorts here <laughs> Let's have a little look. So, let's just randomly see what...
1: what... Sex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to pop them back in. I think Mac's going to go and uh, he, he's going to go and be sick or something. He's he's being... Oh, actually, I really need to pee. Stephen. <laughs> Okay. okay, I'm going to take a film from my underpants. Okay, what have we got? Oh, for fuck's sake. House by the Cemetery. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know I, what the film's about.
1: I've seen it, and I still don't know what it's about. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'm going to do mine now. Um, like Carl, I'm picking for my underwear as well. Unfortunately, I'm still wearing mine, so... After... But i have to put out <laughs> any pukes as well. i are be quite sweaty.
0: Mac, have they right. been in this the entire show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> dripping. <laughs> how do
1: they smell? Oh, I've already started puking up once. I'm not going to smell it again. <laughs> not with my gag reflex. You know how bad my gag reflexes. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I've got reanimator.
0: Oh. Well. You go first, man. So we've got okay. House by the Cemetery versus Reanimator. Here we go. Off are. Royale. It's on. Round one. That's so, cool. Reanimator,
1: directed by Stuart Gordon and 1985. Just check my notes there. Um, Reanimator is one of those batshit. <laughs> you bat got shits. notes and everything. It, it says Reanimator 1985. That's my notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's the most batshit crazy film I think you'll ever see. It's just a rollercoaster ride of just, just madness. Um, Jeffrey Coombs uh, plays uh, Doctor Herbert West, and is one of the greatest horror performances ever, fucking on screen. It's, he just runs with it, man. But uh, even better than that, you got a fucking decapitated head giving all sex to a naked Barbara Crampton. Oh, you don't okay. need anything else on cinema other than that. It's one I'll of those. Set bats- the bar pretty fucking high. It's fucking bonkers. It's a batshit film. It really is. You got, but you know, it's not all about you know. It's I'm not. It's not a sexist film. You got yeah, you got Barbara Captain naked, but you also got uh, her dad naked as well, getting his pasty butt cheeks out as well. So it's, it's something for the ladies there as well. <laughs> but it's, it delivers on all sorts of levels. It's fucking the gore levels on it are fucking insane. It's just the whole how how they must have pitched that film, bringing back fucking bodies from the from the death type thing back to alive, and then fucking naked fucking women getting sucked out sucked out or eaten out by <laughs> fucking guys with no head it's and it's for, for everyone involved it's just they just know what it is they're fucking having fun with it it's they're just playing it so fucking pantomime on it as well and I would probably say as well um, Stuart Gordon is one of the most underrated directors fucking out there we mm-hmm. say reality to dolls the beyond he's the master of from beyond sorry the master of his game and here uh-huh. he just fucking runs he's fucking wild it's like a vaudeville film it's just it's for the fucking humor the gore the sex fucking everything is just thrown in Fucking see C- what sticks to the walls if it doesn't work fuck it we will try something else i like could go into like, in the film fucking naked pasty people fucking naked gorgeous people fucking science experiments gone wrong fucking dead cats it's fucking all in there man it's fucking a great soundtrack as well which sounds like a ripped off version of psycho but fuck it, it's fucking awesome. It's a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Based by a book by H.P. Lovecraft, which I, I'm guessing it's got nothing of talk to do with fucking H.P. Lovecraft. It's just fucking out there, man. It's the greatest film ever. Um, well, i say greatest film ever. It's, uh, it's got to be up there, really, as far as horror is concerned. And it spawned
0: two fucking, even bonkers sequels as well. Fucking amazing film. Go nice. For it, that was a good pitch. Well, House by the Cemetery is by Lucio Fulci. And it had no fucking sequels, but it was part of a trilogy of films which were better than *Riana Way fucking better. Right? You've got a little blonde kid whose voice doesn't match his face whatsoever. If you're looking for a film, which everyone fucking is where there's a little blonde kid with a basin haircut that gets his head, head rammed into concrete at the end of the film and fucking stuffed in and killed by a fucking zombie doctor. Yeah, this is the fucking film for you. You've got an estate agent that gets stabbed four times in the titties. Yeah, right in the fucking titties. Through her fucking lungs, through a fucking throat, right through her fucking titties, blood spraying everywhere. You've got a little boy who gets covered in blood because his dad gets bitten by a rubber bat. It's supposed to be a real bat, but it's very fucking rubbery. But his dad gets bitten right in the hand, blood sprayed all over the little kid's face. He's there going, Fucking blood all over it and stuff. Um, You've got the babysitter whose head gets fucking chewed off, falls down some stairs, goes bouncing down straight into the little boy. This this film here, right, if you're looking for little boys, is perfect. And I know a lot of people are looking for little boys in their horror films. But on top of that, I actually don't know what's going on in the fucking film. Like, seriously, the little boy, he's with his dad and his mum. It kind of appears that the dad has been to this spooky house before that they decide to move into. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. They go there. There's a zombie with a tombstone built into the staircase of the actual house. He comes popping out, his name's Dr. Freudstein, he gets pieces of body, sews them all together, creates his own little zombies, to be honest with you, I'd go Reanimator. this film (laughs) makes no fucking sense whatsoever, so we'll all go with Reanimator on this one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I will say this though, I'm going to start pitching for you instead, I'm going to do a double turn now, as I said, (laughs) she's got a fucking killer soundtrack though.
0: It has got a good soundtrack, but then... I always get him mixed up with a Beyond, which is fucking way better. And I wish I went with a Beyond because I could describe that film much more clearly. Because whenever I think I'm thinking of a cool scene from House by the Cemetery, it's not House by the Cemetery. It's the beyond that I'm thinking of. Isn't there like a ghost girl or something in Cemetery? Yeah. So House by the Cemetery, you've got a little ghost girl who's the granddaughter of the uh, Freudstein freaking zombie doctor that's living in the basement that's not always in the basement but appears sometimes in the basement but not always. And she talks to this boy. His name's Billy. And... um, she holds his hand at the end after he's had his head rammed through some concrete and walks along and you get like this really cool quote from Lucio Fulci going, are children monsters or are monsters children? And I'm like, what are you on about Fulci? Yeah. What are you on about? <laughs> so, and that's, that's my pitch there. At, yeah. at the end of the day, what are you on about Fulci? What yeah, are you on Ful- about? Fulci, uh, sometimes just gets lost in his own world, doesn't he? You know, he's a, uh... I think what I love about Fulci is, and the same with House by the Cemetery, right? Like all of us, you're sitting there, you're scratching your balls, and you've got some really good ideas for some gore scenes. You've got some really good ideas for a horror film. They're not entirely linear in any way whatsoever. And Fulci, he had a team that were there ready to back him up 100% to go, listen, man, what you're talking about there is fucking mental, but we've got no problems filming that. Let's just film that shit. And then let's see if we can make it into a film. And Fulci's there and he's like, Ay caramba, bra 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 Because, is that Spanish? But anyway, he's there and he's like, Mamma Mia, that's a spicy mia, film. motherfucker! Yeah, that's it. And he's like, I want to get a little boy and he, he go get a blood in his face. Sir. And I'm like, That is a fucking great idea. His team were behind him all the way. And House by the Cemetery was made... And um, now I'm going to go back on myself and say, yeah, it's it's a much more superior zombie film than Reanimator. Stabs in the titties. Uh,
1: I think Stabs in the titties are all good. Yeah, I mean, yeah
0: it's loves a good stab in the titty. Yeah,
1: there's a no, lot of titties. Same this as well with Reanimator. The, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who plays the bad doctor who's not fucked up He's a bit more fucked up than Herbert West, but because he's a bit more fucked up, he's still a bad doctor. Um, actually, the film cost him his marriage. That's fucking commitment. That scene where he, uh, yeah,
0: when well, he went on, down uh, on
1: Captain, cost him his marriage.
0: But yeah, and that's commitment. Doing? Did that little boy <laughs> fucking lose a marriage because of her? No, but the little boy actually died in real life, and at the end is the only ever confirmed footage of a real ghost boy. At the well, end of that song this is how much a sacrifice the animator was.
1: The, the guy who has his head cut off and starts eating out the, the girl—that mm-hmm. that was real. They actually did decapitate him. Yeah, he but he was a method actor, and he was actually decapitated, eating out Barbara Crampton.
0: Yeah, and but Barbara Crampton's edge. vagina, that was a stunt vagina. And was it was Jeffrey, vagina. It was actually it was... Jeffrey Coombe's anus. It was, and they, uh, they did some good makeup
1: effects on that they to did. make it look vagina-esque. Like a and sexy the vagina. The doctor's like, I'm method, I don't care. I'm, I know it's Jeffrey Coombe's ass. I'm going to be licking that thing anyway, because
0: that's her method. And his wife's like... like Why did you do that for, you idiot? I'm going to leave you now. The actual little boy that's in House by the Cemetery was played by Lucio Fulci. So he actually slotted sandals onto his knees, right? Had his arms cut off at the elbows and gloves inserted and was actually pretending to be the little boy for the entire film. And at the end of the film, he was executed.
1: The um, the cat in the animator, which gets... Uh, crushed and just basically fucking mutilated was played by Sean Penn.
0: Nice. Well, yeah. you, the actual um, house, yeah. the actual house that's used in House by the Cemetery was Lucio Fulci's wife, and the whole film was shot inside her ribcage.
1: Oh, right. There you go.
0: Yeah. Um, Barbara
1: Crampton's vagina was uh, shot on a soundstage in Pinewood Studios and was actually used uh, afterwards as the Death Star from Star Wars
0: nice the actual um cemetery that was used in house by the cemetery um wasn't really a cemetery it was um my dad's head oh wow. yeah it was actually my dad's head um we had an italian crew that were in the house shooting loads of scenes on my dad's head and um now this is explaining why that was happening
1: <laughs> there you go so that's moved
0: that's an awful way out basically <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> you, you, you just pick from them pitches, yeah? Yeah. And make the right choice. Make the right choice. House by the Cemetery. Rehanna, yeah. House by the Cemetery. <laughs> so, <laughs> um,
1: okay, so I think that's uh, it for another show. Um, But we're going to choose a film for next week's
0: discussion, Carl? So for the next show's discussion, Mac, I'm going to leave it with you. We're not going to go down the path of two films. We'll pick one film that we'll both watch and discuss. What are we watching, Mac? Okay, so this is... um. An 80s classic
1: action film. Uh, We don't want it to be all about horror on a a movie or four. We want it to be all about the VHS classics. So there's obviously a lot of other genres than horror out there on VHS. So I'm going to choose um, an 80s canon video classic with the action superstar sensation that was Michael Dedekoff. And there's a film called Avenging Force. Nice. It's a, a precursor to Hard Target. A lot of fun some very surprising elements to it as well, which uh, I will not say too much now, but uh, it, it does go in different directions. You don't expect it to. It's quite a brave film as well.
0: So awesome. uh, yeah, we'll go with that, mate. Cool. That sounds brilliant. So that's going to be the next film we're going to watch. Um, anything else you want to say before we finish up, Mac? Um, no, but um, I will say as well, use our social media page.
1: Um, if you want us to do any shout outs, any requests, any fucking thing at all, we're game for anything. Just leave comments on our page. We'll do whatever you want us to.
0: Any anything. anything. We we are literally whores. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, I've been Carl, and he's been. I've been Mac. I, been I, I, Mac. I, don't, I don't even know what I am anymore. That fucking source has just destroyed me. And like Max said, hit our social media page. Just search for Movie Awful. Literally, guys, if you type in Movie Awful on Google now, you find all sorts of terrible shit. We've got a website as well, themovieawful.wordpress.com, and you'll be able to check out some of our updates and bits and pieces. Um, Thanks very much for listening. Yeah, thank you you so much. We do appreciate listeners.
1: All (laughs) 30
0: of you. (laughs) All 30. Well... That's just you though, isn't it, Mac? Yeah, it's me, basically. <laughs> Mac, Mac the... I appreciate you listening. It's like a beautiful mind. I'm just creating all these different characters. To fucking to this. It all counts, man. It, all, it counts. all counts. Cool, right? I think we've covered everything. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.